Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Are you tired of lugging around heavy, bulky tree stands, whether you're using a climber or a hang-on, and would prefer to hunt lighter and more mobile? If you said yes, then you need to check out the Tethered Mantis Saddle and Predator platform. For me, this uh, setup has done a couple things for me over the past year and a half. I've definitely been more mobile, lighter, and when you get into those situations where maybe the wind switches on you or whatever, and in years past, you didn't want to pull all your gear, it's because you didn't want to move it, didn't want to make additional noise and things of that nature. This kind of solved all those problems for me, and I'm able to kind of tear down quickly, make a move if I need to make a move, and get set up uh, without losing a whole lot of hunting time. The other thing I do a lot more of with this is actually I, I'll still hunt my way through or just kind of go into an area where I'd like to check out. Scout with all my stuff on my back. It's super light, so I don't really even notice it. And I hunt to where I'm going, or I still hunt through to where I'm ultimately going to set up, which is a great benefit, has been a great benefit to me so far this year. If you're interested in all these things, then you need to head over to tetherednation.com, check out all their information related to saddle hunting, and release your inner tree ninja. First thing I do in the morning before a hunt is, of course, I have to have my morning coffee. And I'm sure most of you out there probably feel the same. Make sure you're filling your mug with Skull Brew Coffee as it is the only coffee company that is both 2% for conservation certified and, of course, donates 10% of their profits to conservation organizations who are helping us to secure the future of our wild places. So head to SkullBrewCoffee.com and choose between three killer roasts of coffee and know that you are supporting conservation with every sip. All right, if you listen to this uh, podcast for any length of time, you guys know that I am good friends with all the guys over at Exodus. And I want to give you a quick heads up that you should be checking out some of their content if you haven't already. They have a podcast out called Trail Cam Radio, and they release new episodes every Tuesday. So the day before you listen to this one, you could be listening to that one as well. They've done some deep dives with some great guests. Uh, you'll you'll recognize some of these names as Jeff Sturgis, Dan Enfault, and The Hunting Public. And they also jump into and talk to some uh, less-known hunters who consistently are getting it done many times on public land. Uh, if you prefer to watch podcasts, if you're looking for some video content, uh, they have a YouTube channel as well, and that is packed, of course, with great videos and interviews. One of the most popular ones they did is a, a candid interview with John Eberhart, and uh, if you know anything about John, you always get the straight dope from him. And for my, for specifically my PA listeners, uh, they just recently posted a public land Big Woods interview with Steve Shirk, which I which I consumed, and it is pretty awesome. This dude's killing hammers and getting on giant deer in, in, in uh, Pennsylvania, so it's absolutely a a must-listen. So if you're looking for more whitetail content, especially here during the course of the season, you just can't get enough, uh, be sure to head over to their podcast, Trail Cam Radio, and their YouTube channel, Exodus Trail Cameras, and drop them a subscription or review and let them know that Truth from the Stand sent you. If you're also in the market for a trail camera, uh, over the last four years, of course, Exodus has consistently showed they build quality trail cameras that flat out just work. Of course, the best trail camera warranty, period. Every single camera is backed by a five-year warranty and even comes with a theft and damage coverage. That's right, five years, literally half a decade, you'll be covered by the Exodus five-year warranty. But more than likely, you won't need it because the cameras are built to last. 
Welcome to the Truth From The Stand Deer Hunting Podcast, brought to you by Skull Brew Coffee Company. I'm your host, Clint Campbell, and you're listening to episode number 152, bringing you the Iowa rut log day numbers 12 and 13 with Johnny Utah and the Whitetail Drifter. So stay tuned. All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Truth From The Stand Deer Hunting Podcast. This is a continuation kind of of sorts of the of the Iowa rut log that me and John and we had Taylor on at one point, point. but this is a, a special episode because we have uh, the man, the myth, the legend, a guy I've been wanting to have on the show for a while, and he just so happened to pass through town today, saw John crossing the bridge. And we got to have a little breakfast today together. I'm talking about the the one, the only whitetail drifter, Mr. Connor Wakefield. What's going on, brother? Not much, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. It's been a long time coming, dude. We've been wanting to been wanting to do one of these podcasts for a while and just now finally it just seemed like it was meant to be. It did everything aligned tonight and today, besides for me. We'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. about that. Yeah. So yeah, happy to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, the dig the digs is pretty sweet. Yeah, this is uh, it's 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 uh, home for a little while. Yeah, it's home for a little while. It's it's rustic chic. It know? is <laughs> industrial, polished, contemporary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> art deco. Yeah, I have a pet mouse that I that I keep I'm sure seeing you probably around. have a couple. Yeah, yeah, he's all right. Yeah, though. that's just the one you know about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the only one that's walked into my mouth while I was mouth breathing, sleeping. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> pulled the old the old tom hanks yeah I'd be like, that's it or I'm tom out. green yeah tom green yeah I'd be like, I'm out. do we have to explain that clint i know you're not a yeah i was telling connor that i know zero movies like my movie knowledge stops like when wayne's world 2 came out right? like that was like yeah. the end of it john asked me if i saw the matrix and i was like no i like, never what? saw it like you've never seen any of the john wicks huh like are you serious you don't know who john wick yeah. is no. Well, and whenever you know, whenever we were talking about the movies that he'd seen, I started thinking about that uh, Christmas um, office party. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "What? Well, you've never seen Fast and Furious? Like, dude, they only get more fast and more furious, <laughs> <laughs> like seven times." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I uh, just not a just not a movie buff, man. It's like I don't, I don't know what it what it uh, was. It probably keeps your mind more pure and clear. I well, growing up, it's like we didn't have uh, we didn't have cable in my house. We had this. Uh, Dude, six, me too. six, eight, and ten. Yeah. We had three channels. Yeah, you know, and that was that was it. And if it wasn't on six, eight, and ten, like you weren't watching it. You just you learned know? not to watch, like not to even like watching TV. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. That was it. It's like I didn't. We got. We eventually got a dish, but it was like I was like a, you know, a senior probably in high school, getting ready to leave you know, yeah. for college or whatever. And so you'd already dealt with not having. I found extra so long. I have found extracurricular activities. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? To bide yeah. my time. I didn't need TV. I, right. made, I made TV in my mind. That's right. <laughs> Been there. Right. And that's how analysis paralysis started. Analysis right. paralysis. <laughs> that's right. It was invented then. That's right. But uh we're here to talk some white tails. We're getting we're nearing the end of my my Iowa trip. I guess I can talk a little bit about, you know, what I've seen to this point. You know, in, in the past two days that we've, or since I've done the last podcast and give an update and John, you can give an update and then we'll, Connor can give his, he has probably the biggest update out of all of us. Um, and then we'll just kind of go from there, see where cool. the wind, wind blows us. But as everyone knows, it's been listening to these, 
rut logs. I've been tracking down this big eight that I refer to as, and uh, I missed him on day like six or whatever it was. Um, took a couple days, but then I ended up getting back on him, missed him a second time, which just like it was ridiculous that it's happened twice. Um, and then you would think that you wouldn't see him again, but I've sat three other times in a general area hoping to catch back up with him. And I've seen him twice. I've seen him the past two days. He gave me a shot opportunity at 26 yards. Yeah, I think it was 26 yards. Uh, last evening, I couldn't take the shot because I couldn't get drawn because he was looking in my direction. I didn't have enough cover between he and I to, to try to get drawn back, so he got a pass. And then tonight, I rattled and grunted him back in. Same setup, same everything, only this time he decided to, he'd had enough of uh, getting taken by surprise and slipped in behind me. I never heard him coming, and uh, he got downwind of me, and then whenever he got, I didn't know he was behind me, and I ended up moving to look behind me. I was in my saddle, so I was looking to look behind me. He's maybe 50 yards away, but all the leaves and shit are all off the trees at this point sure. now. So it's like you can see a good ways. Yeah. And I don't know if he maybe caught a little bit of my wind. There wasn't a ton of wind, you know, so it might have just been pulling in that general area. Then he's mm-hmm. also, the whole reason I set up there is because there's that little draw that's there. And that's like where the thermals are kind of pulling and stuff in the evening. So he was, I have no doubt, probably using some of that to his advantage as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, as I moved my head to kind of look back behind me, I just heard, and I was like, no, you got to be kidding me. And I just slowly turned around the other way because I could hear it was coming from this side. Mm-hmm. So I turned the other way and looked, and I could just see his frame. I was like, I was like, again, he shows up yet again, and he's not going to die. Yeah. So I got to come up with a different game plan, and we can talk about what our game plans are going forward, you know, and, and what my plan is for him or what I'm doing for the last couple of days of my hunt. But that's been basically my my update. It's been cold as hell. Yeah. But uh getting some hunts in. How about you, John? Like how's uh how the hunt's been? Um so I had a lot of plans for this year and then you guys know um how much I was on the road traveling out of country and sure I like traveling and I like being being busy, but it was more of a financial thing. I had to work. I had to I had to, you know, take some take some freelance work. So I got a little behind the eight ball. Um, on some of the stuff that I wanted to do. I've never been really good, and it will admit it, I've never been really good at October buck hunting. Um, and it was one of the things I talked to, like, Cody, you know, DeQuisto about, and, and him and I were going to try to link up, and then it just didn't happen. And But I was literally going to be like, hey, handhold me and teach me some teach me some more stuff that you do in particular, right. and, and I can compare it to what I do, and maybe I can find out what place I'm lacking in. But... So our schedules didn't line up and I wasn't able to do that. So the only thing I really could do was uh, set up for the rut. And I basically gave myself like a four or five day window. Like I need to capitalize on these four or five days because October is kind of a bust for me. And um, I went back to where uh, I killed from last year and was seeing action. But last year I was able to grunt and rattle across the field this year. They weren't coming across the field. They were just playing over there on that side of the field. So uh, 8th, ninth, 10th was just on fire. You're like seeing good bucks. Every I, I saw every single one of my shooters except for one, and um, I gave a, gave a pass to a, to a tank of a buck that maybe <laughs> at the time I was like, ah, he's 3, 4. And then, of course, you get back and 
you know, in the comfort of your office and you're watching the video footage and you're like, no, he's four or five, every bit of, if not older. Right. You know what I mean? You're yep. like, geez, I, I let one slip away there. But I had him at like 42 yards for two minutes broadside right. with his head down eating alfalfa. Nice. And so I was really upset. But again, it's one of those things like I didn't, I didn't jump off the bridge because I thought I got him there. I had him there. Yeah. Right. I, all I had to do was pull a bow well, back. Well, then you know? the other thing is too is like we saw a little bit of good stuff for like a day or day yep. or two, and you mm-hmm. and I kept talking. We're like, man, it's gonna pop. Yeah, like at some yeah, point, any and day just, now. And it just we haven't had that like that big pop that we thought that we were gonna see, where it was right. just like chaos. Now you and I talked about like mm-hmm. it might be happening four hundred yards into the timber. You sure. might be in the right spot. It's just all very small movements during the rut can be the difference between oh, yeah. like yeah shit being on fire and yeah. stuff just being eh, okay right you yeah know? well and then you know on the 11th i thought all right maybe i should make one stab and i'm gonna i'm gonna go to the other side of the field get a little more aggressive but i'll get downwind of them so i got a 400 yard gap but i'm gonna close the distance down to like 150 yards and um i did and we you know just didn't see much that day and i thought huh that's kind of weird i'm going back to my other spot I go back to my other spot and i see another shooter and i'm like ah, darn it i probably should have stayed over there you know what i right. mean and then i'm like that's it tomorrow i am going over there i don't like the setup um but it's just it, you know what they always say like don't kill don't try to kill deer where you want to kill them kill them where they're killable right, you know right, what i mean right so i was going to a spot that i didn't want to be in but it was the highest percentage chance for me to get in and to not get winded to, to kill, kill these, this buck in particular. And, uh, it's kind of like when the carnival comes in town, you know, like the circus carnies, mm-hmm. you know, like not the good ones, like the really like <laughs> shitty ones. You know what I mean? Like the nice. operators running the tilt world often. Yeah. They're like not wearing a shirt. Right. You know what I yeah. mean? And they're like, ah, yeah, have a seat. You know, are you, yeah, you're close enough to height, you know, jump on here, kid. <laughs> So nah, that seatbelt doesn't need to work. You're good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it's ne- it's never worked. You're fine. So I feel like when I went over to the other side of the field, like the 11th, 12th, 13th, it literally is like if you showed up on Monday morning to where the carnival was that weekend. I see like bubble gum wrappers and some popcorn and some some plates where like the funnel cakes used to be on. That's it. All the games are gone. The people are gone. The carnies are gone. <laughs> right. Light the tilt a whirl. The lights aren't blinking There's like anymore. One, like one purple bear that someone Dude, that's won, such yeah. a good analogy. It is. That's like that's where I'm at. Like I, I literally, I'm. I went over there and it was Monday morning after the the carnies left. Damn carnies! So, it's just like a random pair of underwear carnies. and socks. Blame the carnies. Blame the carnies. There's a <laughs> random pair of underwear and socks laying there. <laughs> You're like, what the hell happened here? <laughs> yeah. Like somebody got a little crazy. Yeah. So that's my analogy, and and I, and like to me. Like that's the best thing I could come up with, like when describing the rut, because it is literally the lights are flashing, the bells are jingling, and people are winning prizes. And when it's over, it's over. Yep, it, that's Packed what it's up. been from my experience. Yeah. Now you know there's always that theory of the bucks are on lockdown and they're going to break back open again, and maybe we'll get a little midnight showing of you know the carnies part two. But right, I don't know. I you know I'm yeah. uncharted territory for me. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I'm hoping that uh I'm hoping my last two days I'm hoping we get another little little break open of things mm-hmm. and we can talk about that here in a here in a minute cuz there's mm-hmm. some 
science getting laid back down that might tell us that we might have another little wave of things that are that's about to come yeah. you know that they're getting off so of like, lockdown and stuff it's been that slow for you guys i mean yeah i had like, like you a, really think you went through a lockdown phase i think yeah. that's what i mean you know i haven't seen anything over two years of age mm-hmm. in the last three sit or the last three days so i'm like i was seeing i was seeing four or five year old shooter bucks every single day and all of a sudden now i'm seeing spikes and forks i'm like ugh. And are you at that stand that's closest, or you're at the stand that's 400 yards? No, I went. I'm 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 at the close spot, and I got does all around me. Like you're, and that's closer to the thick, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I moved. I moved to within. Oh, I'm within 10 yards of the timber line for their their bedding line, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm just downwind of it. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. I would love to be 50, 60 feet inside the timber. Um, but I actually, so that the morning we had the crazy snow, mm-hmm. I'm like, ain't nothing moving right now. They're bedded up. And it, and there's tons of noise. I literally was like almost hands and knees, like peaked inside the timber. And I'm like, you, you'd have to get like a three yard shot. Mm-hmm. Like, this it's is the best thick. you can get. Yeah. It is. I mean, it is like Narnia. Yeah. Thick, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we walked back in there when we were shed hunting when I was out in March. Oh, yeah. And that's just, yeah. it's just gnarly. Yeah. It's like, if you could get into a tree, good luck, number one. Number two, it better be like sitting in your lap to kill it. Like, yeah. you'd, you'd, you'd be better off like going Rambo style with a, like, a, like a Bowie knife. You would. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. you actually, the best way to hunt that would probably be to, to get in one of those little, um, those little, uh, gullies and like seriously, like, horizontal recurve shoot yeah. these things yeah. yeah that's like the best bet now what i want to do for next year is i do want to get in there and i do want to get some a lot of shooting lanes cut in there but it's only if i can find the main highway right like because if you're if you're 10 foot off no chance yeah you, like you might hear them you might not i don't know yeah. <laughs> but you sure as hell ain't gonna get a shot at them right yeah so, so that's me. That's so, my season so far. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a and tomorrow morning. I'm sleeping in. I'm, <laughs> I'm throwing in the towel tomorrow morning. I need one good morning. Ruts over to sleep. I'm in. Done. Yeah. Peak ruts <laughs> over. I'm going to start firing up the turkey calls. <laughs> see, see you guys next year. <laughs> I'm ready for turkey season. You guys fall turkey hunt. That's uh, a joke. I, I will shoot one though. If no, I, see I will one, too. Yeah, yeah. If I see one. Yeah. I, I maybe I should maybe that's the one turkey season I'd be good at. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe I should stop deer hunting since I missed those. Well, they're kind of herded up. Yeah, you, you know? can pattern them, man. Oh yeah, like I've, I've seen a bunch down there, down that piece uh, near that cornfield. Uh-huh. I've seen a bunch of turkeys oh, yeah. down there. Yeah, they're in days. they're in big packs, man. I, at that one lease that I've been hunting at, it's funny because the I heard like a hen hammering, like she's just back here, burp, 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 burp. and I looked at Taylor and I said. About six, maybe seven minutes. I said, "You're gonna see the first one come out here, and it'll be a whole gaggle, man. It'll be like forty of them, <laughs> all hens." And he's like, "No way!" Five, six minutes later, he's like, "Holy crap! That was like forty hens." I'm like, "Every single day." That's crazy. That's man. encouraging to hear because I almost came down here to turkey hunt, but uh-huh. I heard there was like a bob bobcat surplus there this is. year. Yeah, and like the hatch wasn't that great because of it. So like yep. turkey hunters really struggled down here this year. I heard. Yeah, uh, I actually this is the first year that I didn't kill an Iowa bird. Hmm. Me too. I wasn't yeah, here. Yeah, me too. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was I was gone a lot, but the days that right. I did hunt, I should have 
more than likely killed one, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get it done. I had to go to Kentucky and shoot yeah. some down there. Yeah, you were all over the place this turkey season, man. Yeah, Nebraska, yeah. Kentucky. Yep. But so we had, you know, okay deer hunting today and in the past few few days. But Connor yeah. gets here, has some breakfast with us. It's like yeah. I'm in the I'm in the hey, tree. Let's look at the difference at breakfast. That's true. Which one did not blow his guts out yeah. after he left that greasy spoon? Because he just had coffee. Yeah. He played it cool. I did. I, I almost didn't make it back home. Dude, I went like four <laughs> times. Yeah. Literally, I went, well, I went twice at the restaurant. Yeah. It's something how it hits you that fast. It's like, well, they put X-lax in like the pancakes or something. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I went to school, like college for a year and a half, like 30 minutes north of here. Uh-huh. And I would, we swore up and down they put some sort of laxative in the cafeteria food because you couldn't make it back to the dorm. Yeah. Could not make well, it. Well, think about it. You're saving on plumbing bills. Dude. Yeah. It's, you're not going to clog anything up. Mm-mm. Like a, it's moving right through. And yep. It's flowing. Yeah, flowing. <laughs> Heavy flow. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad, man. We didn't like it. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think so. But. So you were you played it cool. You had coffee. Didn't have the the greasy spoon special that John and I had. Ugh. And you, well, you, I'll let you you tell the story. So how was your how was your hunt today? This is this was your first hunt Iowa hunt of the year. No, no. Okay. This so I've spent the, the last yes basically. Um, I spent the last four or five days down in Kentucky filming for Josh Prophet. Um, we went to a pretty big piece, and he was on a couple good deer, had a couple good deer in the area. We yep. tried to hunt him down. It just didn't work out. Low, de- low deer density and just he has really a big going on down places. There too. Yeah. yeah. We actually moved. We went to the new piece oh, where he relocated okay. to. Yeah. All right. And it's just a, it's just a low deer density and okay. really, really freaking big. Yeah. But good time. Turns out you put, like, two hardcore solo hunters in the tree together, like, not much serious deer hunting gets done. Like we right. crack jokes nonstop. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it's he like gives the definition of dead downwind. Like following him into the woods. Like just don't do it. Like that's my suggestion. <laughs> like <don't> yeah. do <laughs> it. it's bad. Yeah. But uh, anyways, got back today. I actually tried getting up here last night, but I've learned I got a problem staying awake on the road. Yeah, that's um, a good late at night. Learn. So yeah. I finally talked myself into pulling over and I happen to know enough good people now. Like you just got friends everywhere. Sure. And, um, my buddy publicly, Andrew opened up his home to me, fed me, you know, watered nice. me, fed me craft beer and then crashed and got up about 4am and started rolling up here Yeah, and came across the bridge. Sure enough. First truck I see is Utah and <laughs> rolling in. I got my arm out the window pointing at him and yeah. we meet up and turns out, you know, everyone's having breakfast in 20 minutes or so. So we sat down and did that, but I hadn't been in town. So initially I wanted to get in and check a couple cameras. I've got them pretty close to access. So I'm not making too much intrusion. And the one that I do make quite a bit of intrusion to is like near ag or food source. And I just don't expect to be the ones I'm chasing, like bedded right there. Right. So I went ahead and dove in and pulled that card, which that was dead. Um, so just going to upgrade cameras next year. Have to. And, Do you have uh, anything, anything decent in your card pool? Yeah, that's what told me. I, the second camera I pulled told me I need to hunt here, but I was like, I need to check that just in case it's dead. Because even if I come back down on Sunday, 
Like, I'm going to be mad that I left it there for three days, just not working. Yeah. So went back to my initial spot and I actually stayed further back because this is one of the areas that I have hunted multiple times. I, I typically don't do that. I go in blind a lot or just like change sets and I hunt a very like aggressive quartering win. Like I almost give up my win most times. Mm-hmm. And uh, tonight it just worked out that it wouldn't be that way with the South Southwest and the rub line told me they could cruise that and freshen that because it was fresh, fresh. And uh, the picture said the same thing, but the pattern was back to bed, actually. Hmm. But something with the cold weather and just Iowa and it, that first snow and stuff, like, and, like, the lockdown breaking up, like you guys are saying, something told mm-hmm. me, like, be there, be in the chips. The last time, like I told you, I'd left deer. They were younger deer, you know, a couple does, and, like, a two-year-old rolled through on me. I left them to go home and hunt that night after seeing them like that morning and uh kind of kicked myself for that so i sat right in that area and i actually got pretty aggressive with my calling one because if i carry it to the woods i just can't seem to leave it hanging there without <laughs> i'm the same way if, if i'm bringing it, it if i'm bringing it i'm using it <laughs> get on stand i get situated it's like me with snacks though Dude, if I bring for them real, <laughs> that meme where it's like pack snacks at three thirty, climbs on stand five o'clock, eat yep. snacks five o two. That's <laughs> me every time. Um, you get settled in, you're like, oh, what did I bring today? You know. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Darn, I'm hungry all of a sudden. Um, so I got set up and I sat down and I have I like witnessed a breeder grunt through someone else's post. And I was like, man, I'd been doing that wrong. So initially I was like, I'm going to give that a try. Cause like, this should be kind of towards the end of like the peak breeding was like, if they hear that, maybe they'll get perked up by that. So I did that and waited maybe five, 10 minutes and no movement, no sound. And I'm like, well, I'm going to bang antlers before something gets, you know, close enough to me. Mm -hmm. So I did a pretty aggressive longer, like 20, 30 second rattle. And then I did the breeder grunt like within it and hung them up, sat and nothing really seemed to be going on. And, I was like, well, let me try contact grunts. Contact grunted twice, waited five, ten minutes, nothing. And then I added a doe to the party. So I slid the extinguisher to doe and bleated that doe bleat, man. And it felt like not even 30 seconds went by and I could hear one coming through the woods, like coming quick. And sure enough, then, you know, front sea front shoulder, sea leg. And I'm like, okay, where's the rack? Like, that's a big bodied deer rack. And initially I pick up bow. Um... And I see rack and I'm like, ah, oh, no, like not the age class I want. Cause I was fortunate enough to take my first three and a half year old, I believe out of Wisconsin on the 28th of October. Um, so I was like, you know, it'd be cool to take a four and a half year old, but like a good buck to me is still that three and a half year old, like Pope and young class right around mm-hmm. there. So yep. I think it'd be pretty hard for me to pass a solid three and a half year old. So he took a few more steps and I was like, no, he, he's a good deer. And he kept coming and it just so happened he wasn't going to come like to me. He was going to like just quarter by me. And I had to actually sit down 
moved my camera, zoomed in, thought I put it on the lane, and I had to sit down and lean forward and, like, be supported by my harness because the branch next to me ran, like, shoulder height when I sat down. So I had to draw under it. And and when he came into the lane, I stopped him at 32 and sent one. And I did stop him, and he kind of, like, looked right. It was probably too loud because he, like, pretty much pegged me in the tree, I felt like. And some of that was, like, uh, you're on them like start shot sequence and shot broke. And I watched it go mid body, mid mass, like middle front to back ways. And like coming back on it now, I think he was, you know, a step quarter two just by the angle he was coming by me. And I'd never really compensated for that. Like I probably should have hugged shoulder quite a bit with mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And I'm still learning all this. So I gave him some time, let him lay. Cause he, Arrow hit, passed through, and he turned around on a dime and went straight downhill, straight down the draw, tail tucked, like running like a bat out of hell. And I'm like, this is good. Like, he's storming off. He's yeah, going he's somewhere safe. Yeah. Um, And I just let time pass and was like, you know what? I want to back out. I want to get out of here. It's like 2.30, like plenty early. I let 20 minutes pass, climbed down, went and checked my arrow. Good blood. Didn't see guts. I thought I saw bubbles, but with this snow, my buddy was telling me it'll brighten blood on you. And like it, I think it kind of fooled me into thinking I clipped along. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to give him hour. I actually gave him, I think hour and a half before I even started tracking. When I went back in and started following, man, I only had pin drops, but I tried not to like panic because I know like the lungs have to fill up before they like start blowing out their nose and stuff and so i stupidly kept following pin drops of blood to what i thought was a bed of his but it was cold enough to where i think it was the bed he got up out of and came to me because when he got to me he got to me quick and i heard him like right away Mm -hmm. so i'm pretty positive that was his first bed continued past that still on pin drops and i'd get softball size spots where there was like a hundred little drops and i'm like i think i'm in one lung i think i'm in the one lung part of liver and i I actually found a part at one time that makes me believe i'm only in liver now and guts because like there was just like a it almost looked like i picked up a soybean at one time and with blood around it and stuff, and I'm like, man, that's 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 stomach, that's guts. Was any of the blood gritty? Gritty? Yeah, almost like it had sand or because you know if you can cl- if you clip some guts, it'll almost imagine like applesauce. Mm-hmm. You, if you get some bloody applesauce type stuff, that can be some liver and guts together. But so I I continued tracking because I I just kept looking for that spot where he was going to fill up and like just be blowing out blood Mm -hmm. and eventually i came to another bed and when i temp checked that one it was fairly warm now it could have been a doe that got up but his track went right to it and then if you look past the bed like straight track downhill into the next draw so at that point i was like i just need to get the frick out of here i've already messed this up a bit and talking to my blood tracker buddy out of michigan now he's like dude like call me after you take shots like don't wait till you get down to Casey's three hours later to run it by me. He's like, because that deer would have been dead if you left him for six hours and just backed out and went in the morning. He'd been right there in that bed. Like, I, I guarantee it. Yeah. So 
I'm like beating myself up, but I'm not because I think I'm going to find him in. The, I'm fairly confident I'll find him in the morning. And now that you're sleeping in, you're probably going to get drug along. So. I know. That's what I was thinking. He said, I Might know. Well. Okay, cool. Really? Good, good talk, bro. Um, and then good we'll talk. be meeting up with you probably. But, yeah, nice. you know, a lot of it was I wanted to use the light. And like my buddy said, he's like, that blood's the devil. Like, blood's great. That's what you want. But, like, it can really make you feel ways you probably shouldn't feel. Right. And uh, that that's what it did to me, for sure. It kept dragging me right along, and I kept looking for more. Instead kept, of just... kept wanting to believe, right? Yep. Yeah. So, you know, I'm trying not to be hard on myself, but this is now the second one almost in the same area, like, one month later. And, you know, I haven't had a chance to hunt Iowa since 2016, my first year, and I missed a good one my first year. I was kind of going to hold out and try and hunt that spot, but I've been really studying this piece in this area and running intel and stuff. So, like, if I can get a crack at a three and a half year old, I'm probably there's there's plenty of four year olds in there. I think I could really seal the deal on a four year old that I was going to come in here and throw a hunt at it, you mm-hmm. know, before I go back to work tomorrow. And now I called into work and basically told them these animals are my life. Mm-hmm. I know I don't have any vacation or time off, but I'm not going to be there. You know, if my job's still there, I'll see you tomorrow at noonish. If I find this deer, you know, if not, I'll be in to talk about it either way. So mm-hmm. that's where we stand, man. I hope you find him, man. Yeah. It's, uh, there's, I mean, I'll knock on some wood. It's like, I, I've, I've missed, obviously that's been really apparent this year. Um, I've never had that happen before mm-hmm. and missing in general has sucked. And has made me question my shot, made me question like everything pretty much, right? Mm-hmm. And just you know, I know hitting something and just like having to wonder and wait till the next day. I know you went through it last year, you know, John, two years, uh, two years ago. ago. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, not last year. Last yep. year had the crazy eighth where you, you killed that deer on the eighth. Yeah, but yeah, two years ago you mm-hmm. had it, and it was just like I remember the phone oh, yeah. conversations with you was just eating you up. Oh you know yeah, I mean? it just sucks. It's a, uh, it's just I don't know. It's there's. There's not much worse than hitting and or missing, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Especially whenever it's, I mean, that's like a sweet hunt that came together. I mean, you were just in yeah, town, so you know. I I left out the fact that when I got down and checked that arrow, I, I'm standing there and like, I'm not seeing blood and I'm like trying not to panic because in Wisconsin, I flat out just panicked, backed out, like you can use dogs up there. So just put it all on like blood tracking dogs, like don't care, I I've already had a bad experience in Iowa. I'm going to get a tracker in here. I'm going to get out of here. And, like, the whole time I was, like, 60 yards from him. Like, if I just looked down off the bench, he was piled up there. He died right away. When I heard him crash, he did crash and die. Yeah. Right. So now I know to, like, not panic. Like, so I I wasn't panicking, but I'm down. I finally find the arrow and bend over, and I pick it up, and I can hear a deer coming to my right and i'm like you've got to be freaking kidding me. And the whole time i can like smell a rotten buck mm-hmm. and i'm like man is there a nut because this one's coming from that way my wind's coming from that way so i'm thinking it's him down there dead well now leading now i'm thinking about all this now there's like drops of urine right there like where you see my arrow pass through it's like so sure enough went through guts right that was liver Mm -hmm. and guts and i broke his bladder open Mm -hmm. and uh that was you know or he pissed himself and i don't think that happened i think since i was back enough i i tore him open Mm -hmm. um but yes sure enough he came i had a i would say 140s with some trash 
come like in the seven yards, like me to the curtain hanging there. And it's mm-hmm. just like, man is so like cool hunt. I've, I've never had an experience like that. Like when you were talking about hot does running through, like I've only seen one like full out chasing experience. Really? So yeah. And that was in Kentucky last year. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened. I had a hunter walk in on me that morning and like, I didn't move and I was flashing him, but he didn't see me. And turns out he was full draw on that deer and then went back in the next night and killed that deer and actually went on the same bench and killed my deer the next night. Hmm. So I don't know. Rut's not over, but no, a lot of good hunting left. And thankfully the temps are working on our side. So, oh yeah, well that's the other good thing, man. It's like, it's plenty cold. So, you know, you get in there tomorrow, find that deer would be just like someone hung him in a meat locker for you overnight. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. So no harm, no harm. And I get to hang out with you guys for the night now. That's right. We actually get to do the podcast, Mm -hmm. right? Right. Hang out. So it was it was meant to meant to be. I guess. So the plan will be, you guys find his deer in the morning, and I'll shoot that stupid eight point that keeps mocking me, around like we're already going to be in the parking lot, right? Yeah, we're just going to be sitting there waiting (laughs) for text messages. Yeah, we're like, come on, dude. We already drug one out. Let's get the party started. Make it happen. I think eight thirty, dude. 8.30? Yeah, just crack right away. I think he'll surprise you again. Hmm. Yeah, I, I hope, man. It's uh, it'd be uh, it'd be interesting. It'd be a little bit of redemption if I could if I could no make doubt. It happen. You know, it's yeah. like yeah, good lord. My wife was like, he's he's obviously your deer. She's like, <laughs> you know, you keep yeah. showing up to to check you out. Like he's obviously. I'm like at this point, I think I just kind of want to take him home as a pet. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. We've, got, we've got to know each other a little bit. Catch you know? release, collar him. You know, Catch well, release, like yeah, yeah. you're. You're so deep in this now. Are you like invested in him now? Because like it's kind of personal now, right? Right. <laughs> I was for I was for a moment because like time's ticking for you too now. Yeah, I got I got two more days left, two more full days because I'll be busting out of here Saturday morning early. You know, so um, I was invested in him. I'm not a hundred percent. I mean, I'd sure I'd like to kill him just because he's been the one I've seen multiple times, had multiple experiences with him. You know, super cool deer, big deer. It'd be I mean, I'd love to put a tag on him right, you know 100 right. um and there'd be a little bit of you know redemption that would be part of it you know what i mean it would be kind of come full circle for the two weeks but um I'm, my heart's not set on him i i did my goal was to try to get back on him after i missed him which mm-hmm. was kind of crazy considering it's rut and you'd have no clue where they're going to yeah. end up or whatever but you know as luck would have it and i did a little bit of homework i figured out where i might find him and i found him you know and he just kind of keeps coming back and so I think to your point, John, what you were saying a little earlier, I don't know if we were even recording at this point or not, but we were talking about, you know, lockdown happening and mm-hmm. like and it feels like they're just starting to get ready to come out of out of lockdown and that makes sense because this dude's clearly living in that spot. Because the first time I saw him with a doe, the night after, a doe came through like maybe forty minutes before him and he wasn't like he was coming in on her. He just kinda came in and was checking out where like the, the rattling sure. sequence came sure. from. And then tonight he was completely solo, you know, so it's like obvious that he's living like right in that one of those two draws right there by that, by the draw that I'm sitting in. So he could be the boss in there, you know, that's what I was kind of thinking like if, too. That if was, he's got enough does around him. He's not going to go. You well, know? that was my, that was my hypothesis, yeah. right? Was that because I have a cell camera hanging in there and I keep getting does on it, hitting a scrape, right? And, uh, and it hitting a licking branch and my thought was, is like the sign in there was pretty big. And I was like, man, if he's king shit of turd Island, like, and he has does around, like, why would he leave? 
Like, why would he go anywhere? Like, he, like I feel like a mature deer knows how to play the game and is like, if I don't have to move, you know, I'm not going to. You know, I'm going to mm-hmm. kind of lay and wait till I find a hot one. Then I'm just going to take take the hot one. It's close. I'm not going to chase them around. I'll just, you know, hang hang out in my territory. I got girls around and, and, and pick them up whenever I can, you know. Hey, ladies. <laughs> Man, I, I two days, I think you'll get on them. I do. I hope. I, uh. I have a plan for t- I have a plan for tomorrow. So I'm not abandoning him entirely. One of two things is going to happen, and I'll throw this out to you guys. You tell me what you think. So I'm going to hunt the spot where I missed him the first time tomorrow because that's where that scrape is that the does keep hitting in the morning, right? So I'm going to set up on that tomorrow. I've got a good just off wind for that spot where, depending on where he comes from or a deer comes from, they'll feel like they have the wind advantage, but it should be semi semi in my favor i'm gonna get down then you know pretty i guess early morning ish or late morning i should say and i'm gonna do a little bit of scouting and a a part of the 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 piece that i've not been to yet and just see if i can find some hot sign that maybe set up one because i feel like i'm seeing scrapes open back up like today was the first day that i saw like multiple scrapes open back up on two different pieces and so i feel like hot sign could come back into play again at the at this point because they're coming out of lockdown they're starting to lay down sign again to kind of get ready to catch the next batch of does it'll come in like the beginning of december right so it almost feels like it's that last week of like october again you mm-hmm. know what i mean to a degree so i want to do that if i don't find anything that's super appealing i'm thinking of going back to the spot that i've had like the past three encounters with him but getting off the edge and pushing back into the bedding getting actually up on the ridge out of that draw and getting into where I'm where I've seen him come out of a couple times and, and get more up in his business. Right. And cuz at that point it's like where I'm set up now he can kind of come in as I'm calling and can kind of from a distance kind of get a lay of the land and figure out is there a deer over there? Where's that deer at? Mm-hmm. But if I can push back in a little bit further, it's thick enough to where it's like he's going to have to commit if he wants to see who's making the who's making the noise in his in his home. You know what I mean? And so those are my two strategies, I think, for the, like the remainder of my remainder of my trip is I'm going to focus on that piece because I've seen a ton of sign on that piece particularly. So I know I'm going to be on that parcel. I'm just not 100 percent sure where yet until I get to get some get some ground underneath my feet and and see what's shaking. So what do you guys think? What is there is one of the other strategy more appealing to you or? Well, I mean, what you're doing is working. <laughs> It's worked four times. Right. Well, three times. And the fourth is just that he got downwind of you. You know? He learned he learned. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, granted, this is the first time that he's he's winded you. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know if he's gonna change a little bit. Um I would think that because he's been shot at a couple times, maybe he would have already changed, but he hasn't. So you might not be hunting the most intelligent one. In the world, good, good for me. <laughs> Which I've yeah. always said. I'm like, hey, give me the dumbest buck in the world. I don't, you know what I mean? Right. Aren't you the one that says I just want to kill the two year old turkey? Maybe uh, it's not. No, uh-uh. it's like two year olds talk their heads off, but like, yeah, you can't. Like once they get three or four, they get smart. But. Yeah. Well, I, I I know like for me turkeys, any any turkey with an eight inch beard's a booner. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they're all booners. Two year old, three year old, ten year old. You know. Right. Booner turkeys. So I I 
push back on that ridge like it it gets thicker back there yeah 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 that's where the that's where the bedding's at i'm learning like that's what's like major about my calling setups because mm-hmm. like they're gonna try and come down wind of it right but like tonight if they tried to come down wind of me they would have had to walk on an access path basically right i so, was like almost sitting on the access path tonight right and that's where i was set up tonight mm-hmm. right and the first time he came in, he didn't want to, right? Like the first time I, well, I guess the second time I shot at him and missed him, he came, he followed a doe and she brought him out of the bedding, right? The next time in that same spot that I saw him yesterday, he walked straight out of the thick stuff on top this time though to come out and check and see who was in his bedroom making all that noise, right? And tonight he finally was like, you know what? He ended up crossing that access path probably 60 yards up from me and then getting into the 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 pine thicket behind me and coming behind so he only exposed himself for like a split second when he crossed that path to get into the pine thicket and then he disappeared again to so he could get behind me to scent check me and i did that purposefully because i was like eh, he's not going to want to expose himself if he doesn't have to you know right, what i mean right but i think he's had two iffy encounters in that general area where he's walked in expecting to see a buck didn't see one and he was like all right i'm gonna go I'll take the risk of this exposure for like three seconds to get downwind here and see who's, who's making all that noise. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't know, but I kind of feel like Connor, I think I'm kind of leaning, leaning toward that because it's like, it's hard to give up the, the spot, especially when I know it keeps working. And it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm being mobile where it's like, I'm just changing the spot within the spot. I keep kind of refining it and tightening the noose a little bit trying to get into a setup to where it's like he has to commit. Because that's the thing. He's always stayed like 25 to like 30 yards away. You and know you're I mean? seeing him early evening, right? Like 2.30, 3 o'clock every time. Yeah, dude. I I would be in there by one, mm-hmm. set up like way back on that point where he's probably coming across because there's a draw past it probably. Mm-hmm. He's coming across it or he's on that point. And I mean, I don't know. I like to blow out deer, so... Right. It's like, I just like learn a lot about it. And it's like, you're in there, you done it. It's like, now you know the wind. Now you know why he's there. Now you can see what he's doing in there. And yeah, you know, people get cautious about it, but like there's proof with it. Yeah. I mean, I, and I think that's probably what I'm going to do. I think that'll probably be the first place I quote unquote go scout tomorrow after I get down from the morning hunt is I'm probably just going to push in there right away and see if there's a setup that might, that might work and, Maybe he's laid down some sign in there, you know what I mean, that I can that I can see. I would say, say there's probably definitely going to be sign in some there. Some rubs mm-hmm, or yeah. something, right? There's one other setup that I thought about. It's along that same access path, but further up is where, like, his hammer rub is in, like, a couple scrapes that just reopened up. Is that hammer rub leading back to his bed? You can get there pretty easy. It's not far from it. But, like, the direction of it. Like, if he's walking and hitting that rub and he continues to walk, is it going he would towards walk where he walk out of? Yes, it is. I might hunt that in the morning. That's kind of... So, that's originally where I wanted to set up. Is it going to be right? downwind of that scrape, too? Southwest. Uh, it will be... Like, at all? I'm trying to think, because it kind of wraps around, so I'm trying to think how that how that path kind of winds and, like, what my wind would yeah, be Yeah, is it is it... Cause it's is it just on the one side of the tree? Uh, yeah, yeah. Cause you're a Greg Litzinger like sidekick. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, 
He's I your am. sensei in a way. He's he's he's, he's sensei. He is kind of my sensei. Dude, dude he may not. He may not rub line nut. Like, he may not claim me right now. With I my can't two believe. Misses, yeah, I can't believe he's <laughs> like he's not telling you not to hunt scrapes. That well, see, I, I, I dabble in a little bit of both. Like, yeah. Greg definitely like you know I, I learn a lot from Greg, and he definitely is my you know uh, he is the sensei. Like we talk a lot. We actually talk. He's like the East Coast today. sensei. Yeah, he is. Um, but I also pull a lot of stuff from John Eberhart, and yeah. he's a big he's a big primary scrape guy. You know what I mean? So in terms of priority, it's like I will prioritize a primary scrape area over a rub line. Ooh, yeah. Um, but Greg will not because I mean, in, for obvious reasons, and it has it, and it depends, right? Like not all scrapes are created equal. You know, it's like right. I, if I'm right. going to hunt a scrape, like it's got to be like either in the cover or it needs to be like right next to the cover side cover where the deer could get lost immediately sure you know because if not like it's just not going to get checked in daylight or mm -hmm. whatever um you know so that's kind of my criteria if those if that's not the case then yes i will look at i do like to hunt rub lines as well yeah you know, it's like I've, I've had some interesting encounters hunting rub lines but i've actually had a, a better encounters hunting primary scrape areas um but i think i think that you just made a good point i think you just changed how i'm going to scout tomorrow actually yeah, man. I think I, I'm actually gonna tomorrow. I think I'm gonna start at that, at that rub, and I'm gonna make my way from that rub toward where I keep seeing him. Yeah, and kind of because there's a draw in between. Right. Right. So there's a draw there. There's the the ridge, and then there's the draw the draw that I'm set and up. And then on. the rubs. Yeah. The yes, exactly, dude. So, just be my buddy killed one tonight in Indiana, bump and dump style. Really? Like. Because, like, you think about it, like, especially if he thinks one's been in there fighting or something, mm -hmm. like, if, if something comes, like, tiptoeing in on him in his bed and he doesn't have the wind of it, you're going to blow him off of it. But then, like, this time of year, he's likely to come right back to that thing because mm -hmm. he doesn't want to leave his does. He knows that area is secure. And sit right up on that thing and rattle. Dude. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't do like, that, but like, my buddy said this one came back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> You might, you might back her down a little bit, Hoss. <laughs> Is that what they do in there? PA? I'm going to get in there and just piss all over his stuff, you know. Do PA, you don't even carry rattling antlers into into PA. The uh, Like, you blow everything out of the timber. You crack those things together in, right. in Pennsylvania. Right. And know. that's what those boys down there were saying is... They don't bring calls to the woods at all. I bring like, a I bring a grunt tube, and that's it. And that really is, you know, that's like a... Uh, Last ditch effort. Yeah, it's yeah. like if I see something from, like, whatever distance away, and they're moving the opposite direction of me, and, you Try know... Try and turn them. That's exactly it. Yeah, because I've had, I've had them stop, mm -hmm. look, and be like, what was that? There's a deer over there? Um, go this way. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't, they don't need to fight for does in Pennsylvania. I mean, it's like four to one. You do you know, ever yeah, do so. anything like when you get on stand in like a gnarly oak with like some leaves left? Like mm -hmm. I kind of imitate scraping in a way without even calling. Like I might do that first if I have a like leafy oak branch. Like I am freaking shaking that thing. Especially mm -hmm. if you get right in his bedroom and you find that like scrape he might be hitting before you're mm -hmm. seeing him. Yeah, or even if you've got your rattling horns, take those horns and start I was breaking doing, that tree. That mm -hmm. might have been what brought him in tonight, because I literally did a rattling sequence, and I forgot I even did that, and I just started taking my, my antlers and just scraping the side of the tree, just yep. giving it hell, you know. Um, but one thing I like to do, I think I mentioned it on this the show before, is when I rattle sometimes. From, are we getting feedback from me? Or? I don't know, from a phone probably somewhere. But uh, the... Uh, 
We both move ours and it stops. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, Go back in the pocket. I, uh, when I, after I bring my bow up, I take my tow rope and my antlers on a piece of paracord and have a loop on it and I'll flip my T bracket or my piece of, I use a lone wolf like tow rope or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll put it through the, the loop and I'll throw them on the ground and I'll bang them off the ground to make it sound like hooves. I said it for John. Hooves. 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 Okay. Did you get that? Yeah. Called them hooves. Okay. Hooves. Oh, he did do his 10 push-ups, by <laughs> yeah, the way. Yeah, I did do my 10 push-ups. Like, he can confirm I did my 10 push-ups. <laughs> so, we, we have to we have to explain this. Yeah. I, like, it is a, it's like a genuine pet peeve. Um, only because I had a buddy of mine that used to always say K when he was pissed. Right. You know what I mean? So, uh, so you think I'm pissed off? Yeah. There? So whenever somebody like you ask somebody a question or you say something via on a, text, a, via text message, yeah. and they respond with just the letter K, every time I'll text the person back and I'm like, "Oh my god! Like, what are you going to do with your infamous amount of time that you save by night t- by not typing the letter O in front of the K?" So <laughs> exactly. So Clint did it to me today, and I sent him a message back, and I said, "I expect ten push-ups." Since you have all that extra free time, since you didn't type the letter O in front of K. And I did my push-ups. I, f- I always forget that it annoys the living shit out of yeah, you. Cause, it- well, just because it, it, like, and I know that obviously you weren't pissed. Right. But, like, it's always one of those things because of that one buddy. Right. And I'm like, oh, like, it just got to get under my skin. damn word. <laughs> yeah, like, just put the letter O in. It's a foul. I know you you're know? doing nothing. Yeah. I was like, I know you're sitting in that cabin. You ain't doing nothing. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah. So I like to bounce them off the ground. <clears throat> that yeah. way, it trashes the leaves around and stuff like that. Yep. It makes it sound like there's deer in the area. If I can, like, um, obviously, you know, different states, different trees, different timbers, and stuff like that. You know, my preferred tree stand set is I want a lot of cover in front of me, and I definitely want solid cover behind me. And even if it means I can't, I got 180 degrees that I can't shoot in. You know, whatever I feel like my preferred shot window is going to be. And so with any kind of branches and leaves, I want to leave some of those there and I'll actually take my horns. And like, if this is a big branch, I'll take my horns and have that inside my horns. So then you kind of get that like leaves and the feet are moving around. And, um, there's a buck that I had an encounter with a couple of days ago, uh, while the carnies were still in town. And, uh, I actually climbed down and went behind my, uh, my set. And I'm like literally doing like the moonwalk like in these. the leaves. Yeah. And yep. I'm just like shuffling my feet around and I'm like, crack. Well, I think crack as hard as I can. And Taylor was still up in the tree uh, filming. And I'm like, if you see something, like holler because I've got to get all the way up in the tree, get situated, get my bow and everything. And I'm going up, going up, going up. And I'm like, I put my hand on my platform and I look up at him and I said, anything? And he's like, he scans one more time. He's like, I got nothing. I'm like, cool. As soon as my one foot steps on the platform, he goes, big buck, big buck. And I was like, oh, you know, <laughs> you got one foot on the platform, one on the, the last climbing stick. And I'm like, Ugh. getting wobbly legs. Yeah, already. I was yeah. like, I was like, what is it? What is it, man? And I get, I just, I get into the, my, my stand and I just pull my binos out and I'm like, <gasps> you know, and I just see this wall of, wall of tines and uh, ended up, ended up, that was the buck that I had the sheds from three miles mm. away. Okay. The night, yeah. the first night I met the drifter. And Connors. that's funny. Did you text me that? Because I had a question like a month ago and I'm like, man, how far, like, do you see a lot of your bucks like relocating uh-huh. like that down here? Yeah. Cause like my camera just had 
these two deer like running this ridge back to bed and then i had them hard horned i lost the one but i picked up like a couple new bucks too and this one's just been there like still now he's there somewhere i someone rattled him in november 3rd and had him at like 25 yards full draw but no shot just too Mm. thick so it's like that one's a home home body i feel like and I do, you know. Obviously, they've got bigger ranges, mm-hmm. like you just said. Sure. But I think you can find areas, man, like out here if you put your time in, where it's just that secure that they don't shift. And I think that that's what I yeah. got going on with the with this dude. You know what I mean? I think he's just, I think he's super secure in there. It's 150 yards off a road. Well, if you he's a I mean? resident deer too, his whole life, like if he born there, I've got another piece down here that's just like handfuls of like two and three year olds, and it's mm-hmm. just like the likelihood of them sticking around, you know, if they're, and they were sparring like middle step, like strip velvet sparring right away, like all up to opener. And then I haven't been back in to pull that card, but something just told me with the number of bucks is like, how are they all like right yeah. here already? Like, right. Well, yeah. so here's a, here's a question. Would you rather see one of your shooters from three, 400 yards away? Or would you rather have him at 20 yards and not be able to, get a shot on him because it it was too thick did he bust you when he was at 20 yards um no i guess see i'd rather have i'd rather have him close yeah like Mm -hmm. personally just because i also want to study him if i can sure you know what i mean like a little bit because that's the one thing with this deer it's like now like if i add up all the minutes i've had with him over these four different encounters i've probably got to spend like 10 minutes with yeah. him, you know what I mean? Over four different encounters, you know, and that's like the last one when I saw him that I kind of confirmed for me, like, okay, he's cock of the walk in here because mm-hmm. he comes in, you know, Proud. chesty, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. High head, you know what I mean? Like he's all, like he's all that, you know yeah. what I mean? He doesn't get real. Usually spooky. the way I walk it, like when I walk, the in. way you walk in normally. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm defeated right now, man. I'm just like, <laughs> but he doesn't get real super spooky. Like he's real, like whenever he didn't feel right yesterday, he didn't mm-hmm. bust out of there. He just turned real slow and just like walked back where he came from. And he just like, he doesn't, uh, He's measured, like, but he's not super aggressive. He's not one of those deer you crack the antlers. He's coming in to kick your ass. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like he's been rolled before. Mm-hmm, I feel mm-hmm. like he's probably not the biggest buck in the area, but I feel like he's the one who lives there. I feel like there's a, probably a bigger one that he knows the pecking order and yes, he feels pretty safe. And like, where if, he's at. I yes. think like we can confirm 100%. that because like the way you're talking about how he moves, like it's like he knows the wind tunnels in there. Oh yeah. And he's, he spent time. He, yeah. He yeah. knows them. So like when that, like you slightly moved tonight and he stood and just looked straight, like he's waiting that as long as he can for that swirl mm-hmm. and that thermal to suck to him. Cause he knows where he needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So he's, so I, I, me, I prefer them close because, especially if I don't get busted, because I want to see some body language and see what I can get him to do or not do. Mm-hmm. That way, for future hunts, I have a little bit more information about him. Yeah. That's my... What do you think, Connor? You know, I'll have to agree there, um, especially if they don't bust you, because you can see his travel route is mm-hmm. mainly the thing in the trail, and I'll agree with the demeanor. Like you said, demeanor's a big thing that I learned this year. I ran a lot of my higher end cameras on video 
Mm-hmm. And like just seeing like where that deer goes after that picture comes or that camera clicks is like pretty key on like how I scouted and mm-hmm. just demeanors and stuff. And if they're hitting, you know, rub posts, if they're not hitting rub posts, they're just moving right through. And mm-hmm. so I th- I think you're right where you need to be just yeah. a small adjustment. And All right. Well, I think that's what my strategy is going to be for just the next Just don't days. hold low, dude. Mm-hmm. I know. No shit. Jeez. Quit it. I know. Quit it. <laughs> Things got a third access. I did the same what thing like say? a month hit ago. Hit low, watch them go. Hold them Ooh. high, watch them die. Ooh. Yeah. I've never heard that. That's a good one. Yeah, I have to remember that. Actually, I'm going to write that on a note yeah. and put it on my bow. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> write, take a sharpie. Write it down the arrow shaft. Right. Well, I know for me, it's like the next two days, because I just have two days. It's it's go for broke. So it's, you know, it's aggressive. Make it happen. All gas, no brakes. That's right. Yeah, I have nothing to lose at this point. I blow them out. I blow no. them out. Yeah, and, and you know, and, and the consequence is, I mean, hell, I mean, you can come back in four years. Exactly. I was just going <laughs> to say that, dude. That, that deer will be like nine years old. Yeah, he'll be like a hundred well no like 242 inches right something right, like yeah. that because it's iowa right there's right. a booner behind every tree uh, every, yeah. every tree so he's yeah. gonna blow up like a, i saw a one and a half year old yesterday it was probably 110 it'll be 160 next year for yeah. sure two and a half yeah Should probably take him yeah yeah he might yeah well it's i and i've said this on almost every podcast that whenever the question comes up people say you know what is your target buck and i always say i i, I just i'm targeting mature bucks there was a time where, theoretically, in my head, it was like, I'm only shooting four, five, six, seven-year-olds, and they got to be like 160-plus. And then I woke up, you know, right, from, right. That, from that dream. And I realized, no, I just like shooting mature bucks. Right. Um, but for me, give it's me the a good spotted bucks, yeah. fawn that's sporting 160, getting an arrow. Yeah. Look right. out. You know what I mean? <laughs> the Kip Campbell's coming through, yeah. and I'm smoking Yearly that buck that's 160, getting shot. All day, you know, yeah. and that's me. I mean, does it make me a, uh, you know, bad guy? Bad you guy. gotta let them grow, man. I know, I know. Um, but I, I definitely like, I like, I like mature deer, and I got really caught up in that buck the other night, and I was actually, Taylor was running video, and I was actually had my camera, and I'm just taking pictures of him, lip curling, and you know, and I'm like, this is all cool stuff. This is the stuff that geeks me out. Then I'm like, all right, I probably ought to take a look at this buck. I might want to shoot him or something. And I was like, nah, you know, I don't think I want to shoot him. Did he make your heartbeat? He did. But I, I get that way just because I was, like, focusing on the camera. You know Dude, what I mean? Yeah. I get that way with a doe. You know what I mean? It's like I, I do, get, too. I get jazzed up just seeing deer in general. You know what well, I mean? Just, with does, I don't get it until I reach for my bow. Mm-hmm. When like, it's But if I just time. have a doe walking by, I'm like, that's awesome. That's cool. But if I'm like, you know what? I'm going to shoot that doe. Oh, dun, dun, oh, dun. Lord. oh. <laughs> I might want to get the old ticker check right. uh, tomorrow. <laughs> Don't die in the tree. <laughs> oh, That's man. me. I'm definitely going off heartbeat or like the whitetail experience guys. Like, I just want a good one. Yeah. You know? yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the buck I shot last year, um, uh, my buddy Billy C, you, you know, Billy. And, yep. um, you probably I know, know Billy. of yeah. him. I've never met him. Yeah. He, uh, he came down and uh, was running a camera for me and, it was one of those hunts where it's just a cool day. The whole day was just awesome, and there was there was some bad stuff that happened, but and uh, some bad luck stuff. But it was such a cool thing. And then, you know, this buck comes in and four hundred yards, rip, rip. He turns on a dime, runs all the way, and I'm like, I have to kill him. I can't mm-hmm. let this buck go. This, this was too yeah. much fun, you know. Yeah. And that's yeah. what him and I we talked about it 
last year. We said, is it the biggest buck that was out here on this farm? No, but it was probably the most fun buck, you know what right. I mean, that we got to have yeah. fun with. And that's that that was a nice reminder because, you know, I came out here, and I've said this before, coming from Kentucky to Iowa, when I came out here, I'm like, oh, I'm going to the land of giants. I'm a, There's a 180 behind every tree. I'm going to see 180s just – gallantly running across these walking access pass and stuff you know yeah yeah, i'm like get out of here get out of here 170 i want to shoot that 180 you know what i mean there are farms that have have you seen a 180 since being in iowa i saw a 176 at full i was at full draw and didn't get to release an arrow on that's painful yes yeah yeah Uh, i think i know where you happened too wind went wind switched on me when i was at full draw and i didn't feel it because i was in the moment you know what i mean and probably at full draw like hood and everything was pulled up and it took watching the video several times before i see this leaf over my head this way and then it goes rolls yeah and he just he was like at a scrape and he just popped his head up through a nose and started walking backwards oh wow and he was he was head on at me but he was supposed to come in and turn at the scrape and he just literally started backing up and i'm like no 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 no." (laughs) you know um but that was down was that down close to turnaround the horse trail turnaround um that was a 173 okay that was the first year Okay. One I was just talking about was uh, the second year I was here. Um, and I've had some, I mean, I've had some 80 class bucks on camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, just never, never had visual, right. you know, on the, on the hoof, on the hoof, on the hooves. But, um, so me and Josh had a cool morning. Like you were talking about, we, we go in this place. I think we scouted it the day, the evening before hung the set, come in there. You're sitting there and it's kind of overlooking some water. And there's just this big grass. And, like, he never even wanted to go back there, I don't think. But it kind of laid out, like, one of those Iowa spots is why I targeted it. Mm -hmm. It's, like, between two big ridges. And there's just this, like, birchwood draw between the two back on the back of the fields, like the fields Mm -hmm. everyone else would hunt. But on the back side of that draw is, like, a bay almost. Hmm. And the bay is, like, not full of water. It's, like, completely down. And there's almost, like, a green grass on it. And I'm like, sure enough, there's sign back there. There's tracks cutting across mm-hmm. it. And I'm like, they're running this back half because people are hunting them on the front half. There's, we cut a big rug back there. So we hung the scent and we're sitting there. It starts to come bright. And you know how you hear like coyotes like over the ridge and stuff and like several of them. Then you hear them way off this way, way off this way. Mm-hmm. It's like, cool. Well, then all of a sudden one is like barking on top of us, like from this side. And then the other one across the ridge is like barking on top of us too, like shakes you out of the tree almost. Oh, yeah. And uh, sure enough, we start hearing turkeys, you know, yelping, flying down, pitching down. And all of a sudden you look out in the bay and you can see like three or four coyotes just running the banks, like just following each other, just parading out there. And, you know, we look across the bay, and there's one sitting like a dog. Like, sat like a dog for, like, five, ten minutes and just looked looked over this bay for movement. And you look back off that one, the, sure enough, the night before when we hung the set, I busted a blonde coyote down in there. 
Hmm. When we were hanging the set, and sure enough, there's a blonde coyote laying out in the field, and it's just got a white face on it. Hmm. It was just a cool morning like that. Yeah. We saw a buck. Yeah. We saw like a two year old that morning, like probably one ten eight, and it's like I wanted to try and get Josh's heart going on that one, but mm-hmm. he walked right by us. He actually hit our wind, but you know it's that time of year, and Josh is like, "What? Well, this is done," and I'm like, "Nah." He, like, was moving. You know how they're moving enough, like, you know they want to go through there? Mm-hmm. Like, he hit that wind and was like, I still want to go through here, but I don't want to walk right through there. Mm-hmm. So he tried to hook around us, and he, he came by. He probably could have shot him, but just not what we were looking for. So Yeah. Well, a couple of days left, and I'm going to yeah. get out of here and head back to, head back to Pennsylvania. The I other think. land of giants. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure what giants You got a tag are, but... out there still? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hershey bars, giant Hershey bars, giant, are giant Hershey, Hershey bars. bars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've not, I've not killed anything yet this year. It's, uh, I had a couple. I had one really good encounter in Pennsylvania. Actually, two on some freestyle hunts that I did over a primary scrape area. One, one was actually over a, ru- a rub line. So uh, we're I still fifty fifty. What the difference yep. between the two? Um, and then I got shot at by some duck hunters, you know, that busted up one of my spots. Which <laughs> That's always a good time. Yeah. yeah. I remember I texted you that. You're like, I know. Hey, you're kidding me. I'm yeah. Like, I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. If I don't turn, um, I, I need to, I need to look at some maps and kind of go with, go with plan B mm-hmm. or stick with plan A and hope that everything kind of cycles back around again. Mm-hmm. Um, but Yeah. Dude, no, I mean, they got a giant bear. Yeah. But I haven't killed a whitetail yeah. yet this year. So, yeah. I mean, shit. I get out of here if I just show you some pins of where I've been over on that other piece because that yeah. deer, he'll still be over there and he seems like a homebody. So it's like, mm-hmm. I'm sure if you left it die down for a little bit, you could probably get in there and get right back on him. I have to think back to the, the stand that I've got hung over there now next to that standing corn Mm -hmm. they've got to be going in and out of that corn i know well because i i mean it's i thought the same thing which is why i went down and hunted that this morning right because i was like man it's cold as it's cold as hell like they gotta move the the does gotta eat right like why would they not go to the corn like it's almost like late season for the for a day right right, you know what i mean because it's like it was Mm -hmm. 18 this morning whenever i walked down yeah it's cold and I saw one doe with a buck following her from like 80 yards away, like up on the, up near the draw where they crossed that little land bridge from one draw to the next. And that was, and that was it. So it's going to be chilly tomorrow morning. I mean, 24. Dude, that'll feel balmy compared to what we've had recently in the mornings. Like today, like I think the high was 34 and I got into my saddle and I was like, man, it's actually like not too bad out. <laughs> I just tent camped the other night. It was like 15 degrees. Like we ran stoves and stuff, but man, it was gnarly, man. Like you think about it, if you're out on the mountain, what are you going to do? You know? Like, yeah. Just, that's what you do. Just cowboy up. That's, that's right. right. Cowboy up spoon with your hunting buddy. Yep. On that note, I think we can wrap this one up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Before it gets on weird. On the spoon <laughs> note. Awesome. Well, drifter, uh, thanks for coming on brother. I appreciate you uh, stopping in. I'm glad we got to got to do this before uh, before we shut this thing down. Though, let people know where they can find out more about you, where they can follow all your drifting madness. Let's see. I have my Instagram handles: Whitetail Drifter. It's pretty much Whitetail Drifter across the board: Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Yep. So 
Check me out. It's making videos, doing stuff. Trying to, man. I'm not that interesting. I'm just broke, no wife, no kids, and hunt a lot. So if you like that, check me out. Sounds like the dream. (laughs) Awesome. Well, as always, thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you all soon. All right, folks, that's a wrap for today's show. I'd like to thank all of you for listening. If you haven't yet, please head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and be sure to subscribe to the podcast. We'd be super appreciative if you do those two things for us. And before I shut this thing down, I need to give a big shout-out to our partners who continue to help us make this podcast possible. Tethered, Exodus Outdoor Gear, Skull Brew Coffee Company, Gumleaf USA Boots, Obsession Bows, Ramcat Broadheads, Trophy Taker Rests, and Dead Down Wind. And until next time, we'll see you all. All right, gang, the new Truth merch is in stock at truthfromthestand.com and on YouTube below any of the Truth From The Stand videos. I've got some new hats, beanies, t-shirts, long-sleeve t-shirts, and sweatshirts. There's even a new do-hard-shit hat for those of us who like to embrace micro-dosing adversity. So head to truthfromthestand.com and check out the new gear and use the code TRUTH, T-R-U-T-H, and save yourself some cash on the new gear.